0: Now, even I know you do not baby-proof a house for a seven-year-old. Oh. What about the 15-foot deep end? That's I mean, real- sir, you got a flamethrower for a fireplace. You know, it's a fashion. It's a style. The Spears? What mm-hmm. kind of guy buys poison-tipped Spears? A thousand years ago, they were poison. I don't know if they're poison now. You, you bought those were? a thousand years ago? No, they're- You expect me to believe that? F- you designed this house of horrors. You brought the kids to this house. Stop it. Don't eat that. Those are dog treats. Hi guys, welcome to Midnight Movie Night. We're discussing the most enjoyably bad movies of all time. I am your host, Kevin Heisinger. My co-host, Megan, could not make it this evening. Unfortunately, she is out on vacation, which is pretty fucked up, pretty unforgivable, and I will not be speaking to her until I see her next week, which is fair, I feel like. But you know, you know that's gotta... a
1: good that's a good amount of time to hold a grudge against some seven
0: days. It's like right, a, it's, animated. I call it a, a, the ring grudge, you know, that girl from the well, just, <laughs> and then she exacts her revenge and just, you just gotta move on after that. Right. Once song. you've
1: exacted your revenge, you can move on, you know. Yeah. That's like, it's like, it's yeah. that's
0: a good message, rule of thumb.
1: On. You know, yeah. if you're still mad after seven days, just kill them and move on.
0: <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. Don't really take some deep breaths. There's a whole Chris Rock bit where it's just, you know, If bullets were more expensive and people had time to really take a deep breath, then they probably wouldn't kill that person. Because after that waiting period, it's just not worth it. Right. But
1: But a gun. you better hope I don't get a gun on layaway, right? Yeah,
0: really. I'm going to get get a a second job, start working nights, and then two weeks from now, you're a fucking dead man. That's really, but it's so true. But filling in today, always glad to have her on the podcast. She's great. All the way from Sacramento, it is Heather Rogue. Heather, good to see you.
1: It is great I, Heather. It's great to see you, too. It's been it's been
0: um, since the been last few, time. It's <laughs> been, I believe, it was Battlefield Earth. And I'm so glad right. we're keeping this John Travolta train going because, holy shit, this was, wow. We were talking about... I don't even classify this a Disney film. This is old dogs. This is the furthest from Disney I've ever seen. And I have seen Song of the South. (laughs) Like, I have seen some shit. And this was not that long ago. This was 2009, and it was still really fucked up. This is Jesus
1: Christ. It was during Disney's blue period. I feel like, like they were struggling with their identity in 2009 a little bit. They're like, who are we, you know? Are we animators no, we it was like before they you know uh bought star wars and marvel and all of that shit. so they maybe they were looking for like a good old buddy buddy old dad movie to really they were looking at they were thinking like you know what you know what is an underserved demographic like old dads who didn't really want to be dads and became dads when they were like 50 years old. And they're like, now I'm an old fucking dad. And everyone thinks I'm a grandpa. Isn't that worth 17 jokes? We'll just milk that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't realize Applebee's has a grandpa club. Kind of like when you go into a, say it's someone's birthday. I didn't realize, no, you can tell, hey, that dude's a grandpa, let's celebrate. And they come out and sing to you. I didn't realize that's kind of a weird thing.
1: It was very awkward, especially uh, there was a lot of dramatic, theatrical tension, because of the fact that they weren't really the kid's grandpa, but still yeah. got still got invited. It wasn't that awkward that they were still then invited into the grandpa club.
0: <laughs> I don't understand this movie, period. I don't I don't know what this. is. <laughs> I, this is one of the most fucked up I mean we just recently did jingle all the way and uh, house arrest and north and I feel like these these all fall in the same category where here's movies that are trying to be family movies but are not at all and they're completely fucked and they really a lot of them do not hold up especially right this one I don't just the plot I alone
1: like, I feel like Disney was having a midlife crisis Um, and like, they were going to go, they were going to go edgier, but then like dialed it back. Like, that's kind of what it feels like is it feels like they were actually going to go for it, but then like, they, they were like, Oh, wait a minute. We're a children's company. Oh shit. (laughs) I forgot. So they had to edit it down and that's like why it's, you know, less than 90 minutes long and there's, and it's like edited so that there's like these big long scenes, like it edited you know like the beginning where they're talking about how so the weird. how he met the woman that eventually becomes his baby mama
0: right yeah what the fuck is so they're in a business meeting and they talk about oh hey robin remember that time you uh, went crazy got divorced but then remarried and got a tattoo because that's right. what you talk about when you're in a business meeting. Just Oh, just yeah. remember, you're, this is my buddy. He's really rash and he makes some really bad decisions under pressure. We should totally do business together, right? Like, really, right. really doesn't make any sense. Well, here's my question. Why not just have the beginning of the movie have them on the trip? I don't understand why they have it as a flashback at all. Because
1: <laughs> It was too dirty and they, 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 the only way they could save any of it was by turning it into this flashback that's my theory is that they like it was there was too much like naked dancing and just dicks flying everywhere in the raw cut they (laughs) they were like how many how many like scenes don't have like just full frontal male nudity and they were like these four so they're like okay we got to patch that together with this business meeting
0: you know yeah that does make a little more sense to make it condensed in this crazy montage where he gets a tattoo and it says fremont instead of free man and they make Which maybe 20, 20 objectively, jokes about it
1: great gag objectively what a good gag
0: you know but it's just oh and the spray flag. tan was
1: in this part too wasn't it
0: yes yeah, so they... no that
1: was later that's when he's gonna re-meet his baby mama right he gets a spray yeah tan. he
0: he meets a woman and they got married, right? And they apparently hooked up. And then yeah. he gets an email saying, Oh, she's back in town. I got to go meet her. So Robin Williams goes to a spray tan salon and John Travolta accompanies him. And John Travolta in this movie is a fucking horn dog. This whole Can film, <laughs> Jesus, so we uncomfortable. Talk
1: about. What kind of game did he actually have? Because as far as I could tell, all he would ever do is be like, hey, are you a supermodel? And the girls would just melt like butter. Like the only way this makes sense that he was such a good player is if he was literally just going up to people and being like, hey, it's me, John Travolta. Right? that's his because, only
0: game really the only difference is he does it to men in massage parlors that's the only he just pretended it was women but jesus he right
1: like i just don't i can't imagine if if it wasn't john Travolta, it wouldn't matter but because it's john Travolta, i buy it to some extent where i'm like well if john Travolta hit on me i guess i would <laughs> fucking entertain him it's john Travolta, you know you can yeah are my seat any day baby
0: He's so weird in this movie. It's so uncomfortable. Just straight up hitting on women half his age. Just saying, oh, you're so hot. That's it. That was his only game. That's
1: exactly. And that's why well, I'm just like, I don't buy it.
0: Well, I the only thing I do buy is because he is rich. So maybe he has the sugar daddy angle that he plays. But Again, like, very where creepily. Does he,
1: where does he play that angle? You know what I mean?
0: Uh, I didn't like, fit into this it, cut or the script. Like but at the
1: Applebee's, just... he's playing the I'm rich angle. Like, why are you at <laughs> Applebee's then? You yeah. Know?
0: Well, he does have a laptop. So, I mean, he's doing pretty well for himself, but always, okay, well, yeah. here's what's even weirder to me is that his wife, the late Kelly Preston is in this film, which yeah, she was also in Battlefield Earth, which again, Kelly, I miss you, love Great. you. But I just, you're trying, it's hard for me. I'm trying to honor your memory, but it's just you keep popping up in all these shit films. It's I'm, just, I'm trying to be respectful here, but.
1: She left quite a mixed legacy, you know, really? undoubtedly.
0: Undoubtedly. And not even that, because here's the weird thing to me, is she is in this film as Robin Williams' love interest. But John right. Travolta's in the film. Why not? I don't understand, was this role supposed to be for John? John
1: Travolta wanted to be the player. That's not how he rolls. He doesn't settle down. He's the sidekick. Robin Williams, you know, main character right there. He's the, the you know, serious romance person, right? I feel yeah. like they're trying to copy Wedding Crashers to some extent. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah,
0: a little bit. It's and just so, so weird. Have,
1: <laughs> yeah. They have and the then- comic relief guy that, right, isn't serious. that's what he wanted to play he just doesn't rule it's not a child safe environment he's got poison tip spears in his he's basically yeah (laughs)
0: but but luckily we what i don't realize when you have to stay at your friend's house you can just hire these dudes from home depot to just repo everything and take out all of the unsafe shit. i didn't realize you could just do that to your friend which oh by the way we have to crash with you
1: i feel like that was my favorite part of the movie but yeah, I mean, Dax we Shepherd. just like those Zach <laughs> Shepard and the other guy, like, yeah, what Louis did Zach Shepard on. say? There's a lot of potholes in my past, you know, but I'm here now or whatever. Like, it was. <laughs> I I, <guess.
0: laughs> You're trying to convince, because my thing was, I didn't think there was a single joke or gag that worked in this movie for me, but in the best ways possible. I kept scratching my head and thinking, okay, so that was supposed to be funny. It was mostly just slapstick and fucked up. Because I was really, it reminded me of this movie that we did a while called, called North with Elijah Wood, where there's a movie, I don't know if you've seen, where every single joke just falls flat, in, but in the best way. It really... And this movie, I had to pause it maybe twenty times to just think and just rewind and think, what just happened? What did right. I just see? Because I really, because when we get to the nitty gritty of the film, this plot is so fucking weird. Because he reunites with his old sweetheart after sitting in a spray tan booth for twenty minutes and no one saves him. That was weird. No,
1: no, and <laughs> he's your actually first yelling emergency. But yeah, the the spray tan, the the the. the the woman in the, at the front desk is busy flirting with John Travolta and so they have JD. no time they have no time and it seems they, over the top a little bit right A little like bit, how little bit. care how like how willing they are to just subject him to looking like Donald Trump you know
0: Jeez. yeah cuz we get some really lame slapstick of robin almost dying and then it does cut to we get some brown face in this film yeah. very He's uncomfortably
1: and it's Jesus. not even like the joke is that he offended a black woman, right? Like that's the very first joke that you get is yeah. just like a black woman staring at him like what are you doing? And you know, I don't think Robin Williams like realized that that was, you know, like problematic, but I feel like whoever came up with that idea to put him in brownface
0: like yeah, kind of fucked
1: up, you know? <laughs> I don't think that they actually from Disney. a great place. I don't yeah. <laughs>
0: Because first, yeah, an Indian guy comes up to him and thinks he's idiot, starts talking to him and goes, I don't know what you're saying. And then he walks off. And then a Mexican lady walks up and talks in Spanish and he talks it right back. Just, all right, that's weird. Well, I guess. to be
1: fair... <laughs> This this guy did ask me for directions in Spanish on my way home, and I helped him, you know. But I didn't just well, get a good. spray tan. He just, I don't know why he knew I spoke Spanish.
0: <laughs> I mean, people come up to me at work and do speak fluent Spanish, and I keep saying, no hablo espanol. And my espanol has no bueno is all I can really say, and they mm-hmm. still keep talking to me. And I say, well, I can't help you. I'm sorry. So I should probably get Duolingo or something. I just get so bored with it, and they just go back to speaking no, Duolingo English. Duolingo sucks. Maybe. I don't like it. <laughs> I think I it's mean, goofy. I mean, I tried
1: to learn Turkish, and maybe it was just... I don't know. I, I don't want to hate just... on Duolingo. If you got the drive for it, I just need to, like, go live in Turkey.
0: You know? I, yeah, if you can learn it from the people, it's probably a better way to do it. I don't think this little bird knows the fuck he's talking about. I think he's just trying to steal my data. But... when Yeah, yeah the...
1: steal the fact that you suck at learning languages.
0: <laughs> but... I mean, just the plot of this film, really, what the fuck? Kelly Preston goes on a date. He's in spray tan, and she goes, I'm going to prison. Just, Wait, what? Right. <laughs> yeah, for it's a weird-ass like, reason. That's a what's, weird What's plot. funny,
1: too, is that they couldn't have it like, I'm going to prison, and there's no one else to watch my kids. Can you watch my kids? It's like, no, I, the, I'm, I'm meeting with you now because of the letter you wrote me. But also, on an unrelated note, I'm going to prison and I have nowhere to take my kids. Oh, well, they're gonna go stay with my best friend, but you're about to screw that up, so they're gonna have to stay with Robin Williams,
0: right? But, which, so by the way, it's... yeah. <laughs> and, oh, by the way, you have kids. That's yes. the big fucking reveal. <laughs> and the, oh, by the way, seven years ago, remember we fucked and I got pregnant and had twins? Just, wait, what? And that's just... The biggest reveal, and all he really does is hyperventilate into a paper bag at the restaurant, and then they just move on. These are his children. He passed out. He did pass out. He did. Yeah, he falls on yeah. his plate. But then the rest of the film just goes, "Oh, well, these are your children now. Let's just yeah. let's party. Let's have a bunch of slapstick." That was such a weird, such not a great way to do it to introduce this to Robin Williams or his character, because his whole character arc at the end of the film was just. Basically going, I guess I should love my children, question mark. (laughs) Being a
1: workaholic, which we've seen a million times, right? Workaholic learns to spend time with his family instead of making $47 million over six years or whatever it was. Yeah,
0: what a dick. It really is jingle all the way all over again. Just who fucking cares about your stupid job? Your son wants this toy. There's such great messages that we really need to portray and I also,
1: I just watched Hook um the other day oh, Jesus and that same story except they go to Neverland to learn to be a father you know instead yeah. of a business pirate instead of a lawyer
0: these um, Robin Williams vehicles man this did seem like a 90s film but that's also trap. like yeah
1: that's also like three Jim Carrey movies right there like liar liar yes man I feel like all of those movies are about Just, learning to be a good dad as well instead of a workaholic yeah.
0: Yeah, it really is probably the message they were trying to portray. Not so much. That didn't really work out so much, especially because yeah, she goes, "Hey, I just Oh, by the way, you have kids, but they have a nanny who's a hand model. Who's also Yeah, but then,
1: but then he shuts the door trunk on the hand model's on hand on her
0: hands. How did so that happen? To the hospital.
1: <laughs> leaving leaving this woman with nobody to watch her kids. It's all of a sudden by coincidence, even though he just she just met, you know, their father. And so he volunteers, obviously, to watch the kids and she's not about it. And there's very weird editing of them just like going back and forth to her nervous laughter as she's like considering (laughs) letting him this kind of almost stranger watch her kids. And she's like, no, you know what? You can watch them, but don't hire a babysitter. Now, this is a very wealthy man who could hire a whole team of (laughs) fucking expert nannies, you know what I mean? Who, like, are perfect at child care, like, like, but she's like, no, you have to do it, person who, it's been established from the beginning of the movie, is really bad with children, you know? Yeah,
0: makes some pretty rash decisions, (laughs) really, is impulsive, and... Also, just a the klutz, there's so much fucking slapstick in this movie for no reason. But they just go, he just, I guess, feels guilty because he broke the hand model's hands and now she yeah. has no career and she did kill herself at the end of the film. They just cut well, that and scene. I, to, I think
1: he wanted to fuck her too as well, you know, so yeah. he's like, yeah, I'll watch our kids because I kind of want us to, you know, do stuff again.
0: Yeah, in a way that is more of a 90s theme. Good looking back at those sports movies, you know Mighty Ducks and Big Green, where just I will do this. I will pretend to like your kids as long as I can fuck their mom. That was really All a right. theme back in the day. So it was a throwback, but in the worst Bye. ways.
1: It gets worse because, of course, his apartment has a no kids rule, so he immediately can't take Why? his kids there. <laughs>
0: Why was. Uh, did you notice the cameo in that scene where they walked up to the no adult or the adults only condominium? No, the, who was it? As Amy Sedaris is in this movie for oh, 20 seconds.
1: Yeah.
0: And she plays the condo one, well, only for a little bit, which made me upset. But she does mm-hmm. play the. It says condo woman who freaks out at the sight of children. But. There's just no way. They
1: they turn on the lights and everything. They act like, you know, like they're smuggling, uh, you know.
0: He even says the the most fucked up thing. Hey, what was that noise? Oh, I don't know. Immigrants. He shrugs it off. Disney film. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. And why and so, I didn't course, real? Why is that a rule? I didn't know there were apartment complexes that only had adults. So if you if you get pregnant and have a baby, they force you like they evict you. Is that? I didn't realize. there's a poor plot device. I mean, I, I
1: think it was, it's for like old. Like I think that there's like retirement communities in Florida that are like that, where it's just yeah, like that makes sense. Old people only, you know.
0: But maybe that's what they're trying to hint at because I was so confused about that for a little bit. But
1: yeah, and the way they made it all over the top like where it is like they're hunting the kids down, you know, with the bright lights and everything as if they're like Ill- illegal, you know, people.
0: Like <laughs> I,
1: I, I keep wanting to say Jewish people because like they treat it like you're yeah, <laughs> <right>. illegal. <laughs>
0: This movie was very fucked up in a lot of ways. I'm sure there's some themes there, too. But, yeah, because adults only, no kids, we have to stay at John Travolta's pad. And when he, his little uh, shtick where he goes, dude, we can't stay here. This is my pad. This is where I get down. No,
1: no, I roll. Exactly. I don't get (laughs) down like that. It can't be chopped there's poison tipped spears here <laughs> whole
0: oh, that thing was
1: also that was a gag that actually made me laugh is when he like Dak shepherd is like you poisoned those spears a thousand years ago yeah you bought those out. <laughs> no oh, yeah, that was it. yeah i i don't know if got me that was,
0: that was i did get a slight chuckle out of me at that yeah. but then it went back to just bizarrity (laughs) especially when they go because he sees robin and goes look i really need to take care of these kids and they go to each other and go all right let's do this and they hug with their heads their foreheads touching each other which i thought was interesting a little secret handshake that was like
1: a little you know i feel like there was a little bit more chemistry between them than like they could really put on screen they're not, really they're anyone not offended else. at being called two dads you know what i mean this and- movie
0: does yeah it does get homophobic when we get to our next segment which is the boy scouts from hell this was wow i do want to talk about how they completely
1: brush over the fact that robin williams could have taken them to a hotel
0: because john dravold
1: <laughs> is like take him to a hotel and he's like i need your help man why like, why?
0: Because <laughs> <Aren't> movie. <laughs> you,
1: aren't you a millionaire? Like, why can you not just take them to a hotel? Why can't yeah. you just get a new apartment that allows kids? Like, because
0: he needs to sleep in bed with John Travolta and the kids. It's, he's trying to sleep with JT the whole film. It was really the I, subliminal. I feel like
1: that's what really... Like, that's what was underscoring it, was the unspoken love between John Travolta and Robin Williams' characters.
0: It would have made more sense, but this movie made no sense. They
1: never once deny being called two dads. They roll with it. They're like, yeah, we're two dads. And the joke is just that they're ignorant to the idea that people think they're gay. But I don't think that they were. I think that they were just acknowledging, yes, we are both fathers and, you know, they were best
0: buddies. They, yeah, they, it, they
1: had a weird handshake where they put their heads against each other. That's an Eskimo kiss,
0: okay? That, that's There was love in this film, but it wasn't Robin for his kids. That's definitely, no. definitely that. <laughs> he,
1: he left them the first chance he could get. Um
0: Jesus. But yeah, and then, because the next morning, obviously, like we said, what you do is you hire Dax Shepard and Louis Guzman to just get rid of all your dangerous shit. Because, you know, and these Home Depot guys hang out for the majority of the film. I didn't realize you can... Oh, by the way, we're going to Boy Scouts. Can you guys just hang out here for two days? Oh, sure. We got nothing but to do. But that
1: was my favorite celebrity cameo. And, like, I don't, I, I, I know it's just because Zach Shepard had the one funny joke. Like, I also yeah, like Guzman really... in it. He's just like, what? Can't you just for once say good job? And it's like, <laughs> actually, he's trying to be bossy something and doing just the worst <laughs> job. <laughs>
0: I did enjoy because he did say that he was eating these dog treats and John Travolta says, dude, you're, that's for dogs. And he just keeps eating them. I'm like, well, I already ate everything in your fridge. Basically says that. It wasn't delivered, but it was still a funny idea, a premise. But still, I'm still confused why they're there or who they are. It would have been a funnier twist if they were just two guys that were pretending to work for Home Depot or some shit, but I didn't really like yeah, that. It,
1: it was much like everything in this movie. It, it It's like really contrived scenes where these kind of like where these actors can have these cameos playing kind of over the top characters, you know, like yeah. in the, in the camping scene, right. Oh, Which Jesus. leading up to that. So, so Robin Williams son has this dad list of things he wants to do with his dad. And one of them is a father son camping trip. So they have to go camping. Mm-hmm.
0: They and have um,
1: to. Matt Dillon is the, uh, the scout Matt master
0: fucking Dylan referred yeah, to no, no.
1: as Mr. <laughs> Testosterone um
0: yeah and not only that but justin long in this film was trying his darndest to do some improv as a crazy homeless guy i don't know what he was but he was i mean i don't
1: really either but he mistakes john travolta for stealing his
0: girlfriend the whole time and
1: and that's his whole bit is he just is staring angrily at john travolta and the entire
0: time that's the only bit that he has (laughs) he's very very creepy
1: so that's why Dak Shepard won for cameos is because Justin Long was not doing much. Matt Dillon played kind of a weird character that like didn't have any jokes that landed, you know? So he yeah. didn't make it either. That whole camping trip there. Didn't. And that whole camping trip, I feel like should have been longer, but they had to cut it down because they had to make it appropriate. You know what I mean?
0: Well, we obviously we needed more montages of them getting ready to do stuff. You know, we really needed Chariots of Fire in this because it hasn't been played enough for them. <laughs> Chariots of Fire playing for them to get ready to play Ultimate Frisbee. Just kind of stretching. And,
1: and then awesome. another gag is that they, the, they the, the, the Justin Long gets, gets pelted by Robin Williams and is like, what, you got your friend to fight your battles for you? That's it.
0: Prison rules! Prison and, rules. And
1: so dude. they start playing Ultimate Frisbee, but with prison rules.
0: Which you can just shove and tackle people. That's really- which is
1: not. I feel like with like you should be able to tape razor blades to the frisbee in in real Prison <laughs> Rules Ultimate Frisbee.
0: I expected shanks to come out. I expected someone to get stabbed with Prison Rules, but no. It's yeah. just kind of playing tackle football. I'm just all right. that doesn't really make it much different.
1: But, but I I like to think that it's because they had to edit the razor blade scene out to you know for Disney.
0: I wonder if every this was it, originally every, <laughs> a, every time R-rated something
1: is, could have been better i'm just going to imagine that it was but they like this could have been a, an amazing movie and that's why Robin Williams picked it and then they edited it down and then he um
0: Disney fight it. It did seem like it was an R rated script at one point, but they edited it down and made it for children, which does happen sometimes. It seemed, I did see a little bit of tra- planes, trains, and automobiles, maybe, maybe some sort of buddy comedy where guys, you know, end up
1: yeah, growing I up, like realizing it- to be parents. It was supposed to be like a Wild Hogs sort of wedding crashers thing and then It was
0: yeah. yes, same director as Wild Hogs, Shocker. And I believe it has to be in the same universe, Old Dogs and Wild Hogs. It really it adds up, which Jesus, those are just out of touch these films. I really don't understand. But I think and they're like deliberately out of touch, right? Cuz they're about old people
1: in today's world not being like the whole gag is look at how out of touch these old people are
0: yeah about you know that's pretty much only did about a hundred times that gag really especially right i mean they do yeah and they do (laughs) they do get kicked out of the cub scouts for shooting the head of abraham lincoln and i did kind of chuckle i mean add that at first because then it cuts back oh yeah we also lit it on fire and then it cuts to them basically burning the whole campground i chuckled at that a little bit but they just breeze right over it there's these funny jokes and bits that happen but the movie felt like it was on cocaine because everything was happening so quickly just wait slow down that's why i had to keep yeah. pausing it I really- like the
1: editing was so weird like the editing is like half the just yeah it's like half of what makes this such a weird spectacle to watch is just watching this ridiculously like it's so it, it does it feels like it's on cocaine like i keep going back and thinking in my head to this scene where they're trying to do some <clears throat> like non-verbal you know cinema like what's language of cinematography where they're just trying to communicate yeah. a feeling And the way they do it is they do all these quick edits back to uh, Kelly Preston laughing nervously in order to convey, like, that she's not okay with this. But they can't, like, take a moment to, like, sit with the characters. They just have to do these, like, really weird, fast edits to try and communicate that information. And it's sometimes it just, yeah. Like, I didn't feel like I was ever watching real characters. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so
0: bizarre. there was was. like
1: one like there was a moment at the camp where they're talking about being best friends and they're like what you don't have a best friend loser and it was like the first and only time in the whole movie where i felt like they those characters had chemistry together because everything else is happening so fast that i almost feel like they're either like reciting a story or it's just like there's not like inner there's not enough human interaction the editing is just all in the way of it you know
0: Yeah, not at all. Really, there was no chemistry. They just kind of said, hey, let's set up the next scene. Next scene. Gag. Gag. That doesn't work. Next scene. It was really... And I was so taken aback. Yeah, just the slapstick and shit and all these gags that really just are so weird. Especially this movie turns into a horror film when they mix their medication. That was really... (laughs) Jesus. That was
1: such a weird... I forgot that that happened. But now that yeah, you bring it up do. again, what the hell was going this on
0: with that? Nightmare fuel. Yeah, the kids sneak in and for some reason mix their pills up because John Travolta and Robin Williams, they take certain meds. But apparently, if you mix them, you turn into the Joker and your, your face turns terrifying. That shit was nightmare fuel. They both go on golf trips, and they both trip the fuck out, do about 80 slapstick gigs, and just gags, and just guys get golf balls to their dick about 20 times, It really over and over, and I mean, Robert Williams tripping and doing slapstick shit was one thing, but John Travolta goes to this country club, high as fuck, eating everything, his face is tweaking, and then he walks into what's a memorial service for somebody was that what yeah. was happening because they were uh-huh. all sad and all freaking out. Now, this could have been a funny gag if he was just being really inappropriate and doing shit. But instead, he just has the creepiest Joker smile on his face and they go, right, what the fuck's wrong with you?
1: Which is another thing where it is like it is almost like they're trying to pull a gag off, but it just isn't landing it's just like what's funny about this joker face you know what i mean yeah like why i don't know it's just not working you know
0: yeah it could there was a setup i mean he walks into something not knowing it's a memorial service and he's really hungry and he just keeps eating and if he could have just kept acting really inappropriately and not knowing it was a memorial it would have been funny but he immediately knows like oh sorry for your loss but then he just keeps twigging out and it just doesn't work it's just fucking weird and it really does not make sense but it's just such a weird fucking the whole movie. thing
1: of them mixing up their medication too it just seemed like i don't know I
0: really,
1: yeah <laughs> i don't I even don't like understand. i don't have words for that scene
0: i just <laughs> it it did it terrified me i love this movie terrified me but luckily i mean bernie Mac is in this film and in, in his final appearance ever Let's just really.
1: How many people in this movie are dead now?
0: Yeah, Uh, let's name. We got Robin Williams, R.I.P., Bernie Mac, Kelly Preston. Kelly
1: Preston. Is that
0: it? I believe Seth Green is still alive, but his career is not. By the
1: way, we managed to like talk about the movie for this long without mentioning that Seth Green (laughs) actually has a pretty substantial role. Like,
0: but I totally forgot about him. He just kind of—he yeah. is the basically the punching bag to every single joke. He's just there for slapstick the entire time and to scream. That's all I really got from him at all. He's really just kind of there to be there and adds nothing really. I mean, he's just there. He's just their buddy. He's he's like an business.
1: executive for the company, and he's the one that's gonna go meet with these the. They just, they're closing this big deal, right? So they got to have Seth Green go over to Japan and like, you know, live in Japan in order to be their liaison with this uh, company that they made a deal with. And um, he goes to Japan and I guess ends up in like some electronic festival. He I think does. just doing drugs and kind of gag. goes off the rail.
0: So yeah. I did giggle, I mean, not to jump ahead at the end. We do have some funny Seth stuff, but I just don't understand because we get yet another gag with Bernie Mac that makes absolutely no sense because we have him. He's like this Chuck E. Cheese guy. I don't know. He's an entertainer, friends with John Travolta. He's a singer. They bring him back to John Travolta's place, and Robin says, I'm having trouble connecting with my daughter, and he says, I have the best idea. And we get this robo costume that you put in where, I have so fucking good, this was the probably the weirdest scene for me, where Robin is trying to connect with his daughter and they give him some sort of machine that you would see in a sci-fi movie where you can control what people do, which is usually, it's like a Weekend at Bernie's type shit. And he's just having tea with his daughter. Yeah. I, I was, was just trying
1: right. to, like, I wanted you to explain it because maybe it would help me understand better. <laughs> I was, but I, Yeah. All right, let me see. I'll, I'll give it a shot. So basically, the Robin Williams is trying to figure out how to connect with his daughter. And so they figure the only way to do that is to talk to this expert at connecting with children, which is, like, this puppeteer guy who, like, you know, I think performs for children all the time. So what I'm expecting is that he's going to, like, Sit Robin Williams down and be like, You just have to see them from their level, or something like that. But no, <laughs> instead, the solution is to make Robin Williams into a puppet and then control and, him via just beat the control,
0: shit himself. yeah,
1: via remote control. So that and then at first it's working because they're kind of like drinking tea, and then, um, the, the, they decide they got to make him laugh. And then once they make them laugh, they're like, hey, let's just like I I feel like they cut out the scene where Bernie Mac and John Travolta are doing lines of coke because they totally (laughs) like give up on the original plan of like helping Robin connect with his daughter and just start fucking with Robin, making him dance and do all sorts of weird gags all of a sudden that like I don't know what it's for anymore. And I don't know why it existed in the first place. Yeah. Just like so much of this movie. Yeah
0: this this whole gag just really got to me. It was so confusing. It added nothing because I mean that's what the whole movie is about. He's trying to connect with his kids, and so let's have him do some slapstick, do some more with this, be robotic because he just doesn't understand. But then it just leads to more montages, and it really is what this whole movie was. It's just to fill more time. We just barely make it to ninety minutes with maybe. 20 different gags i mean jesus we got that one and then obviously i mean for some reason he's still trying to connect with his kids and what do they do they have to break into his birthday party and the only way they can do that you gotta go through the zoo is really oh jesus no and this
1: happened at the end what's funny is that first they decide to move to Tokyo because Seth Green has gone nuts on drugs at music festivals. And so this Japanese company is like, the only way this deal is going forward is if you come move to Tokyo, both of you, right? And they can't just have John Travolta come so Robin Williams can stay with his kids. He has to come too. And it's like, he just goes, he just goes and like abandons his children and goes to Tokyo. And then what happens? Oh, they, they have another business presentation and um Robin Williams is gonna do his part where he like talks about the numbers, but instead his laptop is like full of like pic- pictures and videos of the kids. So then oh, the whole business, the whole meeting goes downhill. They lose the contract and have to go back to the U.S. And then he decides, well, fuck it, I might as well. Like,
0: try and have a family again <laughs> might as well be a dad since i'm here since yeah obviously the workaholism is not working out so i might as well just try to do what i'm here for and yeah he does yeah he tries to be a dad but the only way is to just we need more slapstick we need probably a batshit crazy climax because we, <laughs> it breaks into a zoo Gets in a fight with a gorilla, which if you told me that was gonna end up this way, I would have no fucking idea because Jesus Christ, this was.
1: And then and then what happens with Seth Green and the gorilla? Because I feel like oh
0: Jesus, they well they did fuck. They were did John, still, okay. John Travolta and Robin Escape and because they're such great guys they leave Seth behind and Seth is too short to get up the wall so the gorilla attacks and the next thing you see them they are cuddling but Seth is terrified so it was rape but that was uncomfortable. That was, it was kind of, I did kind of chuckle a little bit just because he's singing air supply to himself to calm himself down. But then it reminds you of all the, the times this happened in real life with Har- was it Harambee and all the times that the apes do get shot when stuff after, like this happens. After, right,
1: after, after sex.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just trying to rescue. When someone ends up in a pit with a bunch of gorillas or apes, and they try to rescue them it usually ends in death yeah it Someone usually dies.
1: ends in it, it either in death or or in rape yeah you know, not,
0: <laughs> or both i really yeah. either or. i
1: don't know i mean it depends right like he could you know with some therapy um he could be okay
0: i hope seth is okay. i mean it does end i mean they don't see him escape but then we see him on a boat later saying oh it's fine i'm just I'm here now. I'm taking pictures. Didn't he, he, doesn't
1: he, like, see the gorilla's face on everyone's face now when he's, like, taking a photo? Or They did some weird Photoshop thing at the end with him. Well, at the, the, the
0: end, photo. for some reason, they never explained, but all their meds got mixed up. Oh, oh. because of Dak Shepard, I think, and Louis Guzman accidentally mixed all of them up. And they all had the Joker face, which is, again, fucking terrifying. I don't know why, again, these Disney executives thought that would be hilarious that it was even the children
1: cool. have this joker face which it, it is very like it suddenly is very creepy Super <laughs> all of creepy. these guys are way creepier than they are anything else really like there is yeah. if you just slightly change the music and just went with a different tone you could have had a horror movie out of all of the same scenes
0: this really could. This could have been horror. This seems like it should have been a very R-rated, dark comedy. About it seemed like it should have been something like old school, where yeah, it should have been Vince Vaughn and his buddy, his buddy realizing he has kids and they get into wacky adventures and realize I'm not fit for this. But instead, it was disguised as a Disney family film where it was trying to be politically correct, but fails pretty miserably. What? Was it ever? It's, it, it. It really did not
1: accomplish that.
0: It was not a family film. It was all the gags were bad. All the jokes were bad. But uh, and Robin I, I Williams did,
1: was in Brownface, which is it was
0: in. Oh Jesus! It's so sad. Now. Speaking of honoring people, Robin, you know you were in some great films, but I gotta say the last I think ten movies he did were pretty god awful, and it's just. You know, just got to be grateful for the good stuff, I guess, because damn, yeah. I really this movie might be why he had dementia. This probably they didn't. You know, uh, I was
1: I was going to say, like, when you ask, you know, if I think that it's worth a watch or not. Right. Like, is it is it is it so bad that it's good to watch or whatever you say at the end of these podcasts? Right. And I was going to say that I think it is really good to watch just to know why. Right, like, like it's really good to know why Robin killed himself.
0: <laughs> this movie did not help. This, did. this
1: wasn't this wasn't the whole reason, but if three people from this movie are dead, I mean, it really did take a toll, I think, on the psyche to be in in a film like this.
0: Right, I almost forgot to mention. So I was looking up trivia on this film. Not a lot, but the trivia section is so depressing because going back to some dead people. This movie, they delayed it being released because John Travolta's son had passed away right before. So they delayed it a little bit. And also, and then Bernie Mac passed away. So they delayed it again. And the saddest bit of trivia is that this movie is dedicated to both of them. That sucks. That is a punch to the gut. This is... Johnny wow. went out and said, This is for you. Dude, Jesus. this movie is
1: just a blemish on so many legacies. Like it
0: really yeah, it's so bad. Even John
1: Travolta's <laughs> because of his son. Like, oh God. To, yeah, to speak, have this speak of- film be be dedicated to your child. I mean,
0: I mean, we might as well count John Travolta, because his career has been dead for a while. It's been dead in the water. I mean, Jesus, we've already... This is his fourth time his movie coming on the podcast. His last movie, The Fanatic. I
1: feel like this movie was John Travolta's way of taking as many other people off the cliff as he could on his long descent into... Yeah,
0: pretty. It took his wife and Robin Williams. It really... Yeah. when you look at it i think robin williams his last decent movie was 2009 i think it was world's greatest dad which is super fucked up i mean i enjoyed it but it's hard to recommend but that was the last time he really gave a shit in a performance and then it was then it was this and it was nothing but downhill after that it really i mean i can't even really think of anything he was in i think angriest man in brooklyn it was all just straight to video and the last movie he did was voiceover and then he passed it really it's too bad robin we miss you we love you but i probably won't watch this again but i do recommend it though i really yeah
1: i recommend it again to know just to know why
0: (laughs) i i recommend it especially if you're like me and you write movie scripts to just look at a movie that had no idea what it was doing i mean every single gag was just didn't work i mean shutting the trunk on her fingers I mean, typically, if you shut a trunk on someone's hands, the trunk doesn't go all the way down. It bounces up. It would hurt, but it got stuck there. I really... Yeah,
1: I feel like they came off, you know? Like, it implies that her hands got chopped off. Um, yeah,
0: she did. Again, she lost her job. She was cross-eyed, and it did end with her killing herself, and that was the main reason he had to be the dad. It's because they didn't no longer had a nanny. It was a very dark first draft. They had but but
1: yeah and talking about you know being a screenwriter and watching this movie it's funny how like the hand model thing was pretty much the only Chekhov's gun like it was like the only setup payoff thing like they they introduced so many things that you think in a real movie would come back the human puppet thing would have been in the climax it would have been how they defeated the gorilla right but No, it's just one off like gags and that's it. It's a series of one off gags that are completely unconnected.
0: Yeah, just a series of one liners just to keep the movie going. But that Mm -hmm. doesn't make it coherent. Well, you know, can
1: they qualify as one liners? It's more just like absurd shit that just that it's not funny, but it also takes you out of the movie and is out of character. You know what I mean? It's like neither thing.
0: So bizarre, but I did. I did got to say it did remind me of Jingle all the way in North. It is up there for, for some of those family movies that are just they are not family movies. These are very I don't know what they were thinking, but and I got to say some of say, the worst
1: movies that way. Right. Worst movies are like when they're trying to force something to be a family movie, at, you know, and it wasn't really meant to be. But it also was close enough that like producers are like, no, you got to pick right like
0: (laughs) because i mean looking back i we have to do a month of just the worst of disney plus and luckily i mean this isn't on there so but i mean blank check i used to grow up with that movie and there's a (laughs) there's a 30 year old woman and it ends with her kissing a a seven year old boy on his lips and that is
1: which to me as a kid made perfect sense, but now as an adult, I'm like, that's not right.
0: <laughs> yeah, when I was a kid, I was like, that kid is so fucking lucky. Looking back now, I, oof, they did cut it out of Disney Plus. But even when you watch that movie as a full, it does not make any sense. Just like a lot of these movies that you watch when you were kids and you rewatched. There. Yeah, like odd.
1: how did he get this house? Wait, what? Yeah.
0: Uh, it obviously, I'm yeah, Mr. Macintosh. <laughs> Jesus, but I do, yeah. I gotta say, I did enjoy myself. I do recommend old dogs, just maybe with like a glass of wine or a friend, or just, <laughs> or maybe just a teddy bear. You know, just something to really hold on to and just cling on for dear life. <laughs> really, this was a wild ride, but in the best way. And in
1: but... the worst way, like it really will kind of hurt your hope for humanity in certain subtle ways.
0: And don't watch it if you don't like horror movies, because John Travolta's face was straight terrifying. <laughs> <It's scary>. that, <laughs> that was straight... There was a movie that came out a couple years ago, Truth or Dare, where they see these people that have that faces, where they did use... They literally used your fucking face from Old Dogs and put it in a horror boom because it was so disturbing. So that's not... If that's in your family film, that's how you started. That's not a good, it's not a good sign. You should maybe stop writing family films. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, that was, that was old dogs. I think we covered about everything so much for being on. Thank you for recommending this. I totally forgot about this piece of shit. And I'm so glad.
1: I I am so glad that I can, you know, uh, process it a little bit because I know I I couldn't make heads or tails of what just happened to me after watching it, you know? I needed a friend to just be like, what is this shit?
0: I'm so glad, yeah, I still, and I still, I honestly, I probably know a little less than I did before, but it's okay. Oh,
1: definitely. But at least now we kind of know why, right?
0: (laughs) It really is a dark film and a very sad trivia section, the saddest trivia section I think I've ever seen in a film, for a Disney film especially, but yes. But thank you so much for being on Heather. Uh, where can we find you on on the media? You want to plug anything?
1: Um, well, you know, I, I'm mostly just doing a bunch of stand up comedy right now. Uh, so you can find me at my shows. You know, I, I perform in Sacramento, uh, and I'll be in Portland in September. I don't know when this is being released, but nice. When oh. is this? When is this coming out? Let me plug. Some shows. <laughs> Probably.
0: Um... I'm not, I can probably release this in a, when are, when are your shows? I'll release it before your shows.
1: Well, I don't know. I'm always doing shows. It's like, (laughs) it'll be, it was premiering. All right. You just find me on Heather underscore comedy underscore rogue. I know it used to be real life pretend psychic, but someone tried to anyways. Now (laughs) it's Heather underscore comedy underscore rogue. And that's my Instagram. And I put all my shows on there. So you can just like go there and you'll see my shit. I'm mostly just right now. I also have a sitcom to pitch. If anyone's listening, listen. <laughs> All right, <laughs> never mind.
0: Next time, um, my three dads. <laughs> That's really. Right. I would. I, I'm trying to write some sitcoms, but yeah. Thanks again for old Thank dogs. Thank you for having the- me. <laughs>
1: Anytime. Let's talk about some other bad movies sometime. It's tons of fun.